When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Haunties, it's Allie here, coming to you live from the studio to bring you an extra special bonus episode. Every Friday in the month of October, Let's Get Haunted is bringing you spooky tales from the LGH archives. Over the past five seasons of our podcast, we've collected many stories that both terrified and intrigued us, but didn't quite fit within any of the episode topics we were planning to cover. These stories were recorded and then shelved and have since been waiting patiently for the opportunity to finally be set free. This Halloween season, we've decided to dust the cobwebs off of these audio files and air them here just for you. These miniature hauntings feature no fluff, just spooky stuff. Are you scared yet? You should be. But don't worry, you won't be alone because I am here to help you along your listening journey today. We hope you enjoy this specially curated series, and don't forget to tune in each Friday of October to hear more. Are you ready? Let's get haunted. This first story comes to us all the way from Ireland, where a woman named Katrina describes a terrifying encounter with hidden fae. So, without further ado, Katrina... What's haunting you? Hi, delighted to be here. Um, My name is Katrina. I'm from Ireland. I am 45. I am perfectly sane. So this sort of thing doesn't happen to me ever. I am a purchaser for for an international company. Like I am a, a buyer. So, you know, it is quite a stressful job. And it was part of the job. It was the job that caused this by, you know, requiring us to sign up for a step challenge. So I woke up. It was a beautiful day. And I said, I have to hit 20,000 steps today. I'm going to do it somewhere nice. So there's a local bogland and woodland area I thought I'll do it there it's quite nice it's got butterflies it's got lizards it's got frogs beautiful lovely so I went out there and I walked around for a while saw frogs it was great and then 
I came to part of the woods where you step through two two trees and it's part of the walk a lot of people came back to me afterwards and went oh rookie move why just step through the trees and I was like well they're part of the path they're either side of the path I stepped through and I remember putting my hands on both of the trunks at the same time one was warm and one was cold and damp that just stuck in my head for some reason relevant or not I don't know and as soon as I stepped through it got really overcast and really really not just dark and a little bit colder so I kept walking because this is Ireland if you know if you don't like the weather wait 15 minutes it's going to be different so I was like ah just you know typical uh kept walking and then the path sort of just disappeared it just turned into nothing it was just trees and overgrown so I couldn't go forward so I was like I must have gone the wrong way so I was like I definitely turned left back further so I'll just go back and either go straight or turn right or see what's there so I went back and came out onto the same fork I put down a stone to say right I've already been there that petered out into nothing I'm gonna go the other way and that went nowhere as well so I came back and there was nowhere there was no other option there was that way or that way and both of them were going nowhere so I tried again I just thought I must have turned around. Maybe my sense of direction isn't that great. So I went, I tried again on the path. It went nowhere. And there was no map on my phone. There was, I couldn't get anything on my phone. I had no signal. I had nothing. My phone was useless to me. Something was just very, very, very wrong. The ground didn't feel right beneath my feet. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. It felt like my foot was hitting the ground and then I felt it hit the ground a second later. Everything felt like it was on delay. And then I heard a woman's voice say really brightly, really cheerfully over here. And I didn't think she was talking to me. I just thought, oh, hey, uh, there's people. So at least, you know, if I don't get out of here with at least another hour, I could probably shout and somebody's gonna come get me. But then I heard her voice again on the other side over here she had a lovely voice it's it sounded musical it sounded like somebody who had classical training it was high and light and lovely and entirely not human that was the horrible bit that was entire i was like yeah that's a beautiful voice but there's something missing there was a there was a something missing i just remember thinking whoever owns that voice is very, very beautiful and very, very scary. But also somebody with uh, a chip missing, the, the chip that makes us human, the, the chip missing, the, there's something missing, something not quite right, not quite a human person. And then she laughed. And that's that's when I, I've heard the phrase, my blood ran cold, but I've never actually experienced it before. But my blood actually ran cold. My whole body just, my whole fight or flight response kicked in. It was honestly <laughs> terrifying. It was that feeling of, if you don't do something now, you are in danger. I've only gotten that rare, like rarely before, like say, you know, on a deserted street at three o'clock or, you know, something like that. But like, this was honestly, if you don't do something now, you are in extreme danger. And somewhere in the jumble of my thoughts of 
I don't know where to run. There's nowhere to go. Everything's overgrown. It's just a woodland path. I was very conscious that I could no longer hear the birds chirping. The birds did not want to be in this part of the woods. Something was there that was making them hang out far away, not here. And just in the jumble of thoughts, it came to me to turn my top inside out. I was so scared at the time, my thoughts were honestly just like soup. And that was just the thought that bobbed to the surface. And it came from a short story written about a forest uh, near where I grew up which is a, a big circle of trees on top of a hill. And it was all these teenagers dared each other one night to try and walk through the forest. Because um, apparently you can't walk through it at night. You you won't, you can't walk straight through. You can see it during the day. You can see a straight line through. But you can't walk it at night, you'll get lost. And that they couldn't make it through. One of them was badly lost. And how he got out and broke the spell was turning his jacket inside out. So it did just come to my into my head going, I'm badly lost. My stomach was churning and I was terrified. Every hair was standing on my arms. I was purely terrified. And I turned my t-shirt inside out. I put it back on. Uh, I took my hoodie out of my backpack. I turned that inside out as well. Couldn't hurt. And put that on and left. Uh, walked back the way I came. I came to the two trees again. I stepped through and I instantly could hear the birds again. I could hear people again. The sun was back. It was warmer. It went up by at least five degrees. And I just, I still haven't quite processed it because immediately when I got out, I was like, right, I'm just going to go back to my car now. I don't know if you've ever seen the descent, but when she gets back to her car at the end, that's what I was like when I got to my car. I was like, oh, my car. I was honestly expecting to see it covered in dust and leaves. I just felt like I'd been away a long time. But when I got back to my car and I sat in the car and I checked, that whole experience maybe took 15 minutes, but I'd gained an extra 10,000 steps on my Fitbit. There's nothing else really about it that I can really go into any detail because even now, like it's starting to feel less real. What really bugs me is when I was doing my uh, directions, I was taking pictures of where I'd been. They weren't on my phone. I know that sounds nuts, but like I was taking pictures to go, right, I've come out of this section here and now I'm going to go that way. I, I could have sworn I took a picture to say, right, so this is what that avenue looked like that was a dead end so now I'm going this way so keep that one to your back but when I went back and looked for those pictures they weren't on my phone every single bit of technology I had just went nope your technology doesn't work here like so no map no GPS my compass wouldn't load and no pictures so my phone was just a brick so I've had it put down to several different things like uh, escaping bog gas, which we don't really get here um, <laughs> and various things. But there was it was just too everything was too coincidental to be anything uh, explicable. Like, you know, anything I've read since on the Fae is that sometimes they let you go. Sometimes it's just for fun and they let you go. I might have been let go. Maybe it was just a, a rookie move by going to the woods by myself. Legend in Ireland about the thing called the stray sod, which is uh, the sod that you step on and 
you're lost. Even in familiar surroundings, once you've stepped on it, you're lost. Um, and you cannot find your way back until you break the spell. We all hear the legends here of the the stray sod and the hungry sod, which is the ground where somebody who died in the famine uh, passed through, like they, uh, the spot where they died or were buried. And if you step on it, you're instantly starving. You will die if you do not eat immediately. Um, so, you know, we hear the legends, but uh, they're mostly jokes at this point. Uh, if you're like five hours late for your appointment, it's like, oh, did the stray sod get you? Or, you know, <laughs> if, you're in, if you're in the, you know, uh, the Chinese restaurant and you order like two starters and everyone goes, oh, did you step on a hungry sod? But they wouldn't be anything that people would take seriously right until it happens to you and you're standing in the middle of the woods turning your t-shirt inside out and you're going i can't believe i'm doing this but if it works it works i'm gonna do it if it works my gut feeling was that nothing good would have happened and um, no nothing causes that much fear without reason i don't know whether i would have re-emerged days later weeks later years later but just felt something was not good it was not right I do feel definitely that it was a deliberate act. Um, I don't feel like it was an accident because I have read about time slips. It didn't have that feel. I feel like I nearly got got. I feel like there was a there was a force there that I, I nearly got got. I felt watched. I felt supervised. I felt um, I felt like I'd imagine how cattle feel when they were going into a slaughterhouse. I felt that feeling. I felt really inconsequential. Um, and I felt like I was being watched. And when I heard the laughter, that was it. It was like my, <laughs> I'm getting philosophical now, but I felt my life is of no importance to that person who just laughed. I don't want to speak for all Irish people, but um, none of us believe in the Fae, but that doesn't mean that they're not there. None of us believe in it but they're there anyway. You will drive past fields that are being ploughed by the latest tractors with the latest equipment, with the finest technology, state of the art. And in the middle of that field, there'll be a hawthorn bush that they will not cut down because it belongs to the fairies. It defies logic a lot of the time, but just because whether it exists or not, there's no point in making it angry. They've rerouted motorways to avoid a, a hawthorn tree that might be in the way. I think in Ireland it's like, well, it's it's theirs. They were here first. We just have to kind of behave ourselves or they will, you will be disappeared. Um, so you have to play by the rules to a certain extent. Everyone has a story. Like I did tell one person who would be incredibly skeptical, uh, proper, you know, Mr. Businessman sort of deals in numbers all day. And he said, what did you do at the weekend? And it was out of me before I realized who I was talking to. I was like, oh, you idiot. He's just going to be like, he's going to go to HR and have them sit. Uh, she's not, you know, the she's not right she's not fit for the job and uh he turned around his chair and he goes do you know and he told me his particular 
story. And I was looking at this guy going, right, well, like he's in his 50s and he's a grown man and he's wearing a suit and he has a story. So everybody, when they're pressed, will go, well, actually, this one time, his story was something to do with a ring of mushrooms and they picked the mushrooms and some animals got sick and they had to do an apology like the whole time he was telling me i was just like such garbage like (laughs) whatever oh my god i can't believe you believe this even though not 48 hours before that I was standing in a wood turning my t-shirt in and out. It, it really is just part of, I think, the culture where we don't believe in it, but we do believe in it. Yeah, it's impossible to try explain it. Thanks, Katrina, for sharing your haunting with us today. Haunties, did that story give you the chills too? If you have your own story of an encounter with the Fae, we would love for you to shoot us an email at letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to also head over to at letsgethaunted on Instagram to see key images from today's miniature haunting. Now, you're probably wondering what that noise behind me is, right? Well, I'm currently on a train headed from Ireland to England, where our next story takes place. But before we get to our next stop, let's have a bit of a palate cleanser. Everybody go take a bathroom break, grab a nice hot cup of apple cider with a cinnamon stick, have a listen to this week's sponsorship, and meet back here in about 90 seconds. Ready? Break. Hey, haunties, it's Allie here. Do you ever listen to our show and find yourself completely overwhelmed with terror by the end of each episode? This episode is sponsored by Vinterra Farms CBD products. No longer will you care whether you live or die after ingesting some of their excellent tinctures, gummies, and or vape pens. Make all your friends and family say, I didn't know you were chill like that, as you listen to horrifying tales of crypts and cryptids unfazed. Does a goat man have you cornered on an abandoned train track? Is a toilet ghost knocking on your bathroom stall door? Whatever your unique situation is, Vinterra Farms has the right CBD product for you. De-haunt yourself immediately, not with sage, but with its cooler cousin, cannabis. For 15% off your entire purchase plus free shipping, head to VinterraFarmsCBD.com and type in promo code HAUNTED15 at checkout. That's V like Vostok, E, N like necromancy, T like time travel, E-R-R-A, farms, cbd.com, promo code haunted15. Or just check out the show notes and click the link. Thank you for supporting California farmers and farm workers. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. Well, haunties, it looks like our transition has come to a stop. Everyone ready for the next haunting? This one comes to us from Carl, a man whose childhood home was stalked by something inhuman. So, without further ado, hey Carl, 
What's haunting you? So, hi, um, I'm Carl, and in 2016, I had an experience that I wasn't able to explain. So, I lived in a very old house um, for 30 years as I was growing up. The house is a 17th century uh, hall uh, in a place called Mellor in the UK. It was built in 1632. It's just a, a, a massive old stately home. Uh, the house is made out of stone um, and, and wood. There was oak panelling everywhere. The, the actual beams of the house were, were old ships' masts. It, it had come from um, a French family, a French aristocrat family that had it built. Uh, it was my family's home. Uh, they moved there when I was 13 and at boarding school. And I used to come home for what we call exiats during the year. That's just a weekend here and a weekend there. And of course, the, the summer holidays and whatnot. And when I was at home, I used to see this shadow darting from room to room. Uh, the whole family saw it, but not at the same time. But when I related it to, you know, my mom, my dad and whatnot, I said, have you seen this? They said, yes, yes, out the corner of her eyes. We don't know what it is. And it, it had, it didn't want anything to do with us is, is what, the best way to explain it. It was just getting about its business, whatever it was, uh, but it was just a shadow, a shadowy figure. You would be walking along and you'd see it out the corner of your eye and it would dart into a, a room. Simple as that. We got used to that uh, and ignored it over the years. And then about 30 years on, because we lived there, it was 2016, I opened a door to find this being in front of me. I mean, like in front of me, two feet away from me. Uh, I screamed and this being jumped back and it bashed itself against the wall. And then it sort of kept pressing itself against the wall. It didn't, it didn't want to see me, it didn't want me to be there. It didn't want me to touch it, it really didn't want me to touch it. And, and I do have to point out that I felt that if I touched the thing, um, I would have, I would have either died or got a massive electric shock. There was, it didn't want me to touch it. It just looked electrified, and and also it was pushing away from me. It was pushing into the wall, and it it had its hand out to sort of like say that you know, look at the hand. <laughs> don't don't come anywhere near me. Don't come anywhere near me. That sort of thing. So it was about four and a half foot tall, and it had this really enormous helmet on. The helmet was from the top of the head to the belly button, uh, which was, looking at my hands here, about a foot and a half wide, 55 centimetres long. I know that because I've measured it against my body. And it was ovid shaped, like the shape of a, an American football. And it was black glass, plastic, shiny. I know if I'd have touched it, it would have felt like a mirror or glass. So that was the helmet and that seemed to it seemed to be the, the whole machine that, that it was using. Uh, and then the suit it was wearing was um, like a, a black lycra. So it was clung to the body, no wrinkles. It, it looked sparkly, but I knew it was it was electrified. So, and I know that if I'd have touched it, it would have felt like velvet. Uh, but I also know if I'd have touched the being, I would have died or got electrocuted. That's, that was one thing that was made clear. 
um, just by looking at the thing because it just looked electrical. So it was black velvet uh, with with metal running through it, with wires, uh, silver wires running through um, all the way through it across all of the material. But that sparkled through the material, and the tips of the fingers had like felt black felt in a point on every tip of the finger and for the feet it was like peter pan's shoes the the pointy fingers the pointy feet it was like ah that's dissipating electricity it's discharging electricity it, it didn't spook me it wasn't really alien it, it was like a shock but it was like well that's a suit isn't it that's a suit it's not you know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't see it as a creature. I saw it as, um, well, a humanoid, but in a in a in a I'm going to call it a spacesuit. But it wasn't. It was more like um, what I would call an anti-static suit, and it it made me think that this suit allowed it to zoom around all over the place without being seen. So I stood there looking at it for about, and it was about 20 seconds. It was ages. It was to the point where we. There was almost boredom, <laughs> which sounds incredible, but it was like, oh, come on, what are you going to do? You know, that sort of thing. Um, and it just slowly uh, disappeared in front of my eyes. Um, and that's about it, really. And so it took me 30 years to, to actually catch up with this thing, whatever it was. So the encounter lasted about 20 seconds, 20 to 30 seconds. had a really good look at it. That, that was a long time. 20 seconds was a long time to look at something. You're not sure what on earth it is. The being, it, it seemed absolutely solid. It wasn't making a noise. When I screamed and it leapt back, it thumped the wall. I, I heard it thump, but it wasn't breathing, pushing its hand at me, to, and, which was a warning, like, don't touch me. It was that sort of thing. It was pushing itself back into the wall to get away from me. So when it disappeared, it went all, I don't know, all at the same time. It just literally faded, all in one, faded. Not from the top to the bottom, not from left to right, just faded. There was nobody in the house at the time. I didn't go and tell anybody. I, I drew a picture of it, just, just a quick sketch. I had to get this visor uh, down because it, it was just incredible. It, it seemed to me that this this helmet, this visor was 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 the way it was doing it it was uh it wasn't its head it was its head and its breathing apparatus uh the computer the propulsion whatever it was the whole machine was this was this helmet uh and the suit was connected to it obviously but um yeah the the the, the helmet wasn't the shape of its head is what i'm is what i'm trying to get at it held all the uh, all the components of the machine that it was using I haven't seen anything like it before or since. And I must say, I only have ever encountered things out of the corner of my eye in that house uh, and nowhere else. And and I'm sure that I, I've, I've met up with it and that was the being that I met up with. So yeah, no, I've never seen anything else like that in my life anywhere. So what do I think it was? Well. I'm actually, I'm not sure. I was thinking maybe a time traveller, uh, just because of the suit it was wearing. It was, it was, that suit was fancy. It was doing something 
and it was obviously making it zoom about and then when it when it disappeared in front of me it was making it invisible as well unless that was just traveling somewhere i'm not sure it could have been human but it would have been uh like a small um a teenager say you know just like a 13 year old kid it had that sort of you know scrawny body or was it a shadow person it doesn't it doesn't really fit in with the stories of the shadow people uh was it a gray uh it was probably about the same size as a gray i have to say this it didn't seem alien it, it could have been like a human in a, a time travel or something like that I, I don't know or this suit obviously made it zoom about all over the place but it was it was technology so i didn't feel that it was alien let's put it like that I'm gonna rule out Ghost simply because of the suit it was wearing. It was, it was nothing, you know, you'd expect an old um, sailor or, uh, you know, or somebody in Victorian costume or something like that. Not, not state-of-the-art modern black lycra with wires running through it. And, and of course the, the massive helmet. No, no, it looked, it looked more like, um, well, in that respect, a, a sort of astronaut. And I knew it wasn't in an intruder or a burglar or anything like that because it disappeared in front of my eyes. So, and there was no fear either. That I have to point that out. There was no fear. Uh, there was just the shock of meeting each other, obviously, but there was no fear. I, I don't know is the answer. I don't know. But it was totally awesome. I have to tell you that it was awesome. It wasn't scary. It didn't want anything to do with me. It, it made that very clear. And I also sensed that it was female, um, but there was no telepathy. It was nothing like that. It was just, it, I don't know, sort of sizing up each other, looking at each other. I'm looking at this visor thing, and it's looking at me. There was no sound uh, apart from the thump of it hitting the wall. And, and I know, and it knew, that we shouldn't have met each other. It was like, as I opened the door, it was a shock to see me as I was to see it. It shouldn't have happened, if that makes sense. It was like, well, why on earth? You know, we, we couldn't, both of us couldn't calculate why. That, it wasn't scary. It was like, no, don't, don't do it because I, I am looking at a machine, you know, a, a person or a thing, you know, a thing inside a machine. The suit was a machine, you know, that, that, that's the best way of putting that. So I've often wondered why it was there and it's almost like it was the guardian of the house or it was obviously doing some business in the house. It was, it was meant to be there. It, was, I don't, it seemed like it had a job to do. It only ever appeared during the day. It never appeared at night. It didn't stand over your bed. It didn't stand in the corner of the room and scare. It wasn't trying to scare you. It wasn't trying to talk to us. It, it wanted nothing to do with us. It really was just going about its business and uh, I just happened to catch up with it. Um, as to whether I scared it off or not, uh, I doubt it very much. Uh, I think it's been there for hundreds of years. Um, I think I caught it out, um, or, or maybe it caught me out. Depends how you look at that. I felt a huge sense of relief once I'd seen it, um, just because it was like, wow, that's it. That's the thing that I've been seeing out the corner of my eye for 30 years. There it is. Wow. Fantastic. It was brilliant. 
it's, it was absolutely brilliant. I, you know, I've been seeing this thing out of my corner of my eye for 30 years and suddenly it's there in front of me. It's like, wow, I don't know what you are, but at least I can see you. Now I can draw you. <laughs> so there, that's it. Wow. Thank you, Carl, for sharing your haunting with us today. Haunties, have you ever seen something in your home that you couldn't explain? If you have your own story of an encounter with a humanoid, go ahead and shoot us an email at letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to at letsgethaunted on Instagram to see Carl's recreation of what he saw that day. Well, listeners, that's it for this week's episode of What's Haunting You? Brought to you by Let's Get Haunted. Tune in next week to hear Nat usher you through another pair of interviews from the LGH archive. BRB, gotta go buy an anti-static suit. And don't forget, when in doubt, turn your shirt inside out. Bye!